0: Welcome to c Church Church, The It. We believe Jesus Christ gives lives to the full, and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Imagine for a moment that you are a runner in a 400-meter race. You line up at the starting blocks. The starter gun goes off and you begin running. You're running at such a great speed that very quickly there is a gap opening up between you and the other competitors. At the halfway mark, you have a 12 meter lead on the next competitor. You reach the 300 meter mark, and that lead is now 20 meters. And you start thinking to yourself, I'm actually going to win this race. And you keep running using every bit of energy that you have left for one more push to the finish line. There's only 50 meters left to go when you hear an almighty crack And then pain radiates down the back of your leg you fall immediately to the ground and the pain is so immense and you can see the finish line just meters ahead of you but you can't move the other runners are now sprinting past you and you see the person who is running in the lane beside you cross the finish line in first place and soon all the other competitors cross the line too but there you remain lying on the ground holding your leg The pain is getting more intense. You know you're not even going to be able to stand on that leg and there's no chance that you can finish the race now. You were so close to winning, yet one area of weakness in the muscles in your leg, when they were put under pressure, they couldn't handle it and they snapped and left you unable to finish the race. Hebrews 12 talks about life being like a race. Each one of us has our own race to run, a lane marked out that's just for us. That's our purpose from God, a unique mission we each have based on our talents and gifts and based on God's calling for our lives but our gifts and calling will only take us part of the journey. It's our character which helps us to remain on track, running the race that God has marked out for us. And it's my heart that each one of you watching today would run your race for God with endurance, that you wouldn't be taken out by any area of weakness in your life, like we heard happen in the illustration before, rather that we would all finish strong. I want each of us to be able to stand before God at the end of our lives and for Him to say to us, well done, my faithful daughter. Well done, my faithful son. You finished the race well. Here is your reward. Come and enter into my joy and my rest. You see, what we do here on earth matters. What we do in secret counts as much as what we do in public. And what we choose to do with our life matters. It has eternal ramifications. We need to look at our daily lives with eternity in mind. We're not just here merely existing for our own enjoyment or benefit, but we have the chance to make a difference in our world. We were created by God and for God. We were made for a mission. Today and next week, we're going to be talking about how our character is connected to our calling and to see how significant it is for us in being able to fulfill the purpose that God has for our lives. The condition of our heart is of great importance to God. As you read about in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verses 6 to 7, that when the prophet Samuel came to Jesse's family to choose the next king from amongst his eight sons, upon looking at the eldest son, Eliab, Samuel thought to himself, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God is most concerned about the condition of our heart. And the Christian journey is all about our hearts being transformed by the love of Jesus. As we say yes to following Jesus, we say yes to being transformed into his likeness. Our hearts are transformed, our minds are transformed, our actions are transformed and our words are transformed as we become more and more like Jesus. Our character is vitally important in the journey of us fulfilling the call of God for our lives. And there are certain behavioral, mental and moral qualities that distinguish us as followers of Jesus, characteristics that define us as Christians and set us apart from the world. His presence within us should be easily seen and identified. Our words, our actions, habits and lifestyle should make him known to others. And we want the qualities we have in our own lives to line up with the qualities that we know that Jesus displayed. As we tackle this topic today, we're going to be looking at some of the characteristics of Jesus that we as his followers are to embrace as our own. Now, this message today is certainly not aimed to bring you to a place of condemnation. If those condemning thoughts are trying to enter your mind at any time, just tell them to get away from you. That's not of God what is of God is this call for us to live a life worthy of the calling, for us to die to our old way of living and to embrace this new way of living in Christ. We are to be in the world, but not of it. So there may be things that you can sense God leading you to make changes in or make adjustments in, and that's totally okay. Embrace the process. They may be big things or little things attitude adjustments, behavior adjustments, or a change in your thinking or in the way that you speak. Whatever it is, don't just think, oh, it's okay for me to stay the way that I am. Welcome the change and let God come and transform that part of your life. God leads us to these moments for our benefit. God knows that we will be able to accomplish the purpose of what He has for us as we embrace these moments of refining and character building along the journey. God also knows that a lack of character will keep us bound and limited, and if not dealt with, will eventually lead to our ruin. We have all heard stories of great men and women of God who were doing incredible things for God, only to find their lives and their ministries collapse because of moral failure due to a lack of character. In fact, the Bible is filled with many such stories. In the Old Testament, we see that unfortunately there is a common theme with the majority of the men that were chosen and anointed by God to be the king of Israel. They often did not deal with a particular character weakness or area of sin, which then resulted in their demise, which then had devastating consequences for their families and their sphere of influence. The majority of them didn't finish their race as well. Their stories are available for us to learn from, to see the good in what they did, but also to learn from their mistakes so that we don't do them in our own lives. Maybe being in this unique season we're in has revealed to you some different areas of weakness in your own life. I know it certainly has for me as I'm feeling pressure in areas I haven't had to deal with before. That's part of the refining process of becoming more like Christ. And our God is a good father. He looks after us, his children. He wants the best for us. And he is here to help us and lead us along the right path in life. He's right there with us in the refining process. As we stay connected with him and allow him to work in us, then the results will have eternal ramifications. Character is essential in keeping us on the pathway that God has for us. We want to run with endurance and finish the race well. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 to 27 says, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. If we wanna fulfill the purpose God has for our lives, then it's gonna require some discipline. Now I know that doesn't sound like much fun. Hebrews acknowledges this very thing in chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. We see that in fact, being disciplined isn't enjoyable really at all at the time it's happening but the results of the discipline as we embrace the refining process make it totally worth it. Just ask a professional athlete holding that Olympic medal around their neck makes the early starts the long hours of training and the disciplined eating and lifestyle all worth it. We are running a race that has a far greater prize in store than just a piece of metal or and a fancy ribbon. We are running for a prize that will last for eternity. Character is essential in keeping us on the pathway that God has for us. So to finish, let's take a look at our first characteristic of Jesus that we as followers need to adopt for our own lives, that we may fulfill the purpose God has for our lives. The first characteristic is integrity and righteousness. Now, integrity is the practice of being honest, but more than that, it's showing a consistent and uncompromising adherence to strong moral and ethical principles. The Bible describes this as living righteously, living according to the moral principles given to us by God, Jesus is the ultimate role model for us. He was without sin. He did exactly what the father asked him to do. And we too need to adopt this characteristic of integrity, this righteous way of living for our own lives. Now, I'm not saying here that we need to live righteously in order to receive our salvation or to be reconciled to God. Jesus and the finished work of the cross has made a way for that already. Salvation is a free gift, not based on our good works. As we confess our sins and receive His forgiveness, and as we put our faith and trust in Him and choose to follow Him, we are saved. Our sins are cleansed and we can enter boldly into the presence of God, faultless and blameless, because of Jesus. We can stand before God righteous. What we're talking about here is what Jesus referred to as being born again, dying to our old way of living, dying to our flesh and the ways of this world, and becoming new creations in Christ, living in step with the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 to 23, Paul writes this, You were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We have the best training manual available to learn how to live righteously, the Holy Bible. Though it was written thousands of years ago, its words are still very relevant for us today. The Bible covers so many issues that we can encounter in our lives. And as we read it and let it train us, It will guide us and direct us through the complexities that life throws at us and teach us how to live a godly life and to become more and more like Christ. Now, at first glance, you may think that some of the teachings about living righteously just sound like a bunch of hard to follow rules made for us so that we can live a boring life and miss out on all the fun. But that is so not true. Each of the guidelines God gives us for righteous living is there to protect us from the consequences of living according to our flesh. Remember, God wants what's best for us, and he gives us these guidelines because he wants to protect us from the mess that living as the world does can make in our lives. Sometimes we can be tempted to not read the Bible or to skip over the passages of scripture that make us feel challenged. But it's good to feel convicted when we read the scriptures it sharpens our character. It refines our thinking in what we say. It impacts our behavior and it's for our ultimate benefit. The Bible tells us clearly how to live a re- righteous life, just like Jesus did. And in this one passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter four and five, it covers a number of keys to righteous living. Let me read some of them for us today. Let's read from chapter four, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Verse 26. In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Verse 28. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work and do something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Verse 29. 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Chapter 5, verse 1. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Verse 3. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Verse 4. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Verse 17, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God, the father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, what an amazing list. There is so much in just that one passage of scripture. It's like a mini how to guide for living life. Maybe like me, you've been convicted about one or more of these instructions for righteous living that I just read out. That's a good thing. Let's use it as a catalyst for change in our lives. Living righteously and with integrity means making Godly decisions about what we're watching, about what we're saying, what we're doing, what we're thinking about, and who we're spending time with. Integrity and living righteously are characteristics of Jesus that we as followers need to adopt for our own lives so that we may fulfill the purpose God has for our lives. As I said at the start of this message, I want each of us to be able to stand before God at the end of our lives and for Him to say to us, well done, my faithful daughter. Well done, my faithful son. You finished your race well. I don't want us to stand before Him with our heads down in disappointment and shame because we didn't finish strong, because we didn't deal with those areas of weakness in our lives. What we choose to do with our life matters. We need to look at our daily lives with eternity in mind. We're not just merely existing for our own enjoyment and benefit, but we have the chance to make a difference in our world. We were made for a mission. And as we choose to follow Jesus's example, living with integrity and living righteously, areas of weakness and temptation, they will not be able to take us out for we will finish the race marked out for us and fulfill the purpose and calling God has for our lives. Let's finish in a time of prayer and reflection. David famously prayed this prayer in Psalm chapter 139, verses 23 to 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's take some time now, and allow God to search our heart. Is there a specific area that God has highlighted for you today, where you can sense Him wanting to do a refining work in your life? Is there an area where you've just let your standards slide a little and you sense God saying, come up higher to a higher place with that behaviour or that way of thinking? Is there an attitude adjustment that God is asking you to make? A temptation you just need to say no to. We don't have to try and live righteously in our own strength. We have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to live righteously. Let me pray for you today to receive fresh power to run the race. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it so clearly shows us the way to live righteously, the way to become more and more like Jesus. We just take this time now just to lay down before you our places of weakness, those areas in our thinking, in our attitudes, in our behaviour, in our speech, that maybe you're not lining up with what you have for us. We lay those weaknesses down before you. I pray that as people take this moment right now, that Holy Spirit, you would come and you would pour out fresh power upon every person watching today to be able to say no to the things of this world and to say yes to living righteously. I thank You, O God, for transformation to take place, even in this moment, that there would be power and strength available to everyone watching. Lord, I thank You that this week, our words are gonna sound different, our thoughts are gonna be different, our behaviours are gonna be different because You're doing that transforming work in our hearts and in our lives. And so, God, I thank You that You don't give up on us, thank You that Your grace is sufficient, Your mercies are new every single day. That as we step into this week, I pray that there would be a new sense and determination within us, that we would want to live a righteous life, a life of integrity, that we would want to honour Your Name through the things in which we do and say. God, I thank You that as we do that, we will continue along the pathway towards the finish line and that we're going to finish this race strong, that we're not going to stumble and fall and be taken out, but that, God, we're going to run with endurance, the race that You have marked out for us. And I thank You, O Lord, that we're going to stand before You one day. We're going to hear those words. Well done, good and faithful child. Come and enter in. Lord, I thank You for Your blessing over every person watching. In Your Name we pray, Jesus, Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We hope you are inspired with this message. For more information about our church and our program, please visit citrebookit.com.